Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Going to officially welcome you out to another uh, message for myself. I hope y'all doing exceptionally well. And as everyone is coming in live, I want to make sure I address those who are watching or listening later. I want to say thank you all so much um, for watching. If this is your very first time, I want to say thank you so much for even clicking this video, for taking the time to even watch. I pray that after you watch this video, that it has added value to your life. And if so, I hope that it encourages you or um, uh, inspires you um, to go ahead and subscribe because I would love to have you to be a part of my online community here. But if you're watching this and you've been watching this for a long time as far as my YouTube channel or you've been listening on my podcast platforms, I want to say thank you all so much for your continued support. I pray this message and all the ones that I continue to put out is a blessing. And as everyone is coming in live, let me know what city, what state, what country you're watching from. Um, I have this message that I really want to share with you all. Um, because it's one of those accountability questions that I think we all need to answer. Um, so as you coming in, do me a big favor, like, um, share, um, share this with someone you think may, be, may benefit from a discussion like this, and let's get right into it. But today we're going to be talking about, are you where you should be right now? I, I, I taught this message um, to my uh, Bible class last night at church, and it was a message I felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to share with you all today um, because it's a very important question that I think we all need to ask ourselves because it's one of those questions that holds us accountable. Because with God, we are, with God, we can be exactly where we should be in life. But we got Will Mason, Mason from Buffalo, New York. Thank you for watching. Um, let me know where you're watching from. Everyone else is coming in. But since I think there's a little lag on my end, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of comments coming in right now, but it's probably stalling <clears throat> on my end. But we're going to get right into today's discussion. And we're going to be talking about where should you be right now? My main thought is this. It's a simple thought. It's the question. The question is, are you where you should be right now? Let's get to the problem. Unfortunately, many people are not where they should be physically, where they should be emotionally, spiritually, financially, mentally, etc. They have been influenced to slow down, speed up, or take exits. They have yet to give God the will. They want God to be the wheels and not have the will. That's profound. Let's break it down. First part. Unfortunately, many people are not where they should be physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, mentally, etc. But before we go, let me make sure I get to the scripture that really um, is where all of our roots will find themselves today. And that's Psalms 32, verse eight. The word of God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. So as we break some of these points down, remember this text. Again, it says Psalms 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 was also a scripture that really uh, uh, um, popped up out of my heart. And it was this. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Let's get back to our problem. <clears throat> Unfortunately, many people are not where they should be physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, mentally, etc. Let's stop there. Where are you? Where are you physically right now? Where are you emotionally right now? Where are you spiritually, financially, mentally, etc.? If we allow God to instruct us and to teach us and to counsel us and to guide us and to be our source, then we could right now, through the help of the Holy Spirit, be where we should be. And, and we have to ask ourselves this question. And, and you got to take some time to say, hey, am I where I need to be physically? I knew when I was 300 and something pounds, I was not where I needed to be physically. And when a person know God and know their purpose and know their scope in life and know their responsibilities, 
changes occur because now you have to ask yourself if I, if I want to have a, a lasting marriage, if I want to have a lasting ministry and I'm talking to me, if I want to have lasting uh, um, uh, streams of money for generational wealth, then I got to make sure I where I am where I need to be physically. I know there's a certain weight that I should be not could be or would be, but there's a place where I should be physically. And you have to ask yourself that question. Am I where I need to be physically? And you have to ask yourself, what is hindering you from being at the weight you need to be, to be at the physical vessel structure you need to be to be able to handle what comes with life? See, when a person knows their purpose, they know their bandwidth, they know their capacity. They're able to say no to certain things because they know that they must, like the word of God say, lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets them so that they are able to run the race effectively. You're not going to be able to effectively run away, run a race if you're not where you should be physically. And unfortunately, many people, the reason why they can't lose their external weight is because they're carrying too much internal weight. In order to begin the process of losing physical weight, you have to cast those cares on the guard, those internal weights, so that you can become a, a shapely, not shapely, but that you can fall into the shape that you need to be to be able to handle what comes with life. Where should you be emotionally? Who are you connected to that you shouldn't? Who are you attached to? Are you easily triggered? Are you emotionally all over the place? Where should you be emotional? The Bible says, um, count it all joy when you go through various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Count it all joy means I know that as, as I'm working out my own salvation with fear and trembling, that as I love God and I'm called according to his purpose, everything in my life will work in, in accordance to my good. I got to make sure that I cast all my cares on God, that I'm not emotionally heavy, that I am where I need to be or should be emotionally. And that's at a constant state of peace, at a constant state of casting cares and a constant state of realizing that these are unnecessary individuals and entities and items in my life and I can cut them off. But if you're not allowing God to instruct you, if you're not allowing God to teach you, if you're not allowing God to counsel you with his eye upon you, then how will you be able to be emotionally light and not easily triggered? Where should you be emotionally? Who do you need to let go? What do you need to let go so that you can be like a, a still lake instead of a rushing river? Where should you be spiritually? That's the question I've asked you. Where should you be? A lot of us, we make excuses on why we should, why we're not where we need to be. Excuses eliminate your effectiveness in this world. My students yesterday said a lot of things. I wish I had the notes with me, but they said a lot of things in regards to what hinders people. And we, we, we had a long dialogue about excuses, but most people are blaming uh, what somebody else did to them. They blame in the system. They blame it. One of the students says the cans, the cars that was dealt to them. I tell people all the time, the best cars to play is the cars that God dealt your way. Those are the best cars to play. That if you, if the cars was dealt to you, that you are, that, that, that you grew up in a single parent home, that the cars was dealt, that you was born in a certain area, then you got to play those cars because sometimes uh, um, um, the cars that you have been dealt will help you build the strategy or the ability to problem solve and be able to play what's in your hands. But if you always envying and wondering and the difference, the crazy thing about playing cards is, is that you can never really see what's on the other side of the card. All you can see is the, is the, is the branding on the back of the card. So now you're curious. It looks like they got a good hand. They're, they're giving facial expression like they have a good hand, but when you, but you don't really know what hand they was dealt.
And so you have to ask yourself, am I where I need to be spiritually? <clears throat> am I where I need to be with my walk with God? Like we're in a relationship with God. Like people always talk about that, but but you got sin in the midst of your relationship with God. How can if I if I'm cheating on my wife right now, if I have if I have a porn habit in my life right now, if I'm doing anything that is contrary to how my wife would uh, would love her marriage to be, how could there be strong fellowship? So if that is true, even in a marital situation, how is it like with a relationship with God? You can't sit there and say, I have a relationship with God, but do things that you know he hates or you mixing and mingling with things, even though it may be permissible or maybe it may be lawful, but it's not beneficial. And so many of us, we want to play in a gray because we love um, the mixing and mingling of multiple different things. But you got to ask, am I where I should be spiritually? Am I am I really in this thing with God? Is he really my source? Is he really the love of my life or is he just an asset or is he just something that as an as an accessory? We'll talk more about that. Where should you be financially? I posed that question to my students yesterday because I was like, where could you where should you be financially? How much money should you have saved? What dollar amount did God want you to invest? Do you not know that through our fellowship with God, we can be spot on? in everything in our lives, that as we walk with God, we could be spot on to the cent amount that we should invest and what should we save and what we should give, that we can be spot on when it comes to being in step with him and being in rhythm with him spiritually, that we can be spot on and knowing a counterfeit a mile away so that you be, so, so that you don't become emotionally entangled with someone that's not a God's counterpart for your life, that you actually can be physically fit and be able to have the, the strength to be able to endure? And also, where should you be mentally? What are you choosing to think on? Are you thinking on things that are ab above or thinking on things that are beneath? Like there's a place we should be as believers in all these different areas of our lives. But unfortunately, we're not. Let's look at the second sentence. They have been influenced to slow down, speed up, or take access. Life is like a highway, man. It's like a journey. And on that journey, you are tempted to speed, you're tempted to slow down, or you're tempted to take access. But the reason why we are not where we should be in life is because we are allowing outside influences and internal influences to slow us down or to help us speed up or to say, you know, I'm going to take this exit and do my thing. Here's the piece that I want to get to. And God gave me this today. And I wish I showed this with my students, students, but it must have been for you all today. It says they have yet to give God the will. They have yet to give God the will. They want God to be the wheels and not have the will. Now, what does it mean? We want God to be our four tires. Just get us there. Get us to where I want to be in life. I'm going to be driving and you're going to be the you're going to be the resource that gets me there. You're going to be the tires that get me there. So we treat God like he's the wheels. Like God, no, I'm going to be driving and I'm going to use you. I'm going to use everything that you whatever whoop, 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 to get to where I got to go. Versus letting God have the will, saying, God, okay, I'm going to pull over at this quick trip. I'm going to pull over in this 7-Eleven. I'm going to get out of the driver's seat, and I'm going to allow you to drive my life. I'm going to flow with you. I think I have some questions here. Oh, let's see all the people's in the building today. See? Man, what's up, Jarrell? What's up, family? Sophia from Charlotte. A San Diego Christian Girls Rock, San Diego. Deshaun Adams from Detroit. I'm daughter of Zion A6, Kansas City. Thanks, Coach Josh, for your mess. God gets to go. You're welcome. Will Mason from Buffalo. Um, Marjorie, hi, watching from London. Looking forward to it. I'm glad you're watching. Thank you. 
Felicia says, mm, that's good. I'm glad the word is good. Um, it's, another question is, can you do a segment on how to know what your purpose is in God? And if you are aligned with God's will, great question. I've done a video type in um, how to discover your purpose, Joshua Ezzy, under my purpose of singleness playlist. And I did a two hour video, probably my best work on purpose. You could just simply just type purpose and Joshua Ezzy and that message should pop up. I've done maybe eight to nine videos, maybe not, maybe five or six videos on purpose. And I pray those bless you. Uh, and, and I probably will be doing more because I'm going through some courses that I'll probably be talking about this more. Strong D says easily triggered because I've been taken advantage of while being so kind. And that's where you put up. That's where you put up self-care blockers. That's where you defend yourself and you create systems that support you. And, and, and you have to say, OK, why am I allowing these people to take advantage of me? Because I don't want you to make that excuse that you're so kind and so nice. We got to eliminate that. It's okay to be kind and nice, but but you have to understand um, that nothing you do should go beyond God's love for you and your love for yourself. We're not talking about love of self that's in Timothy. We're not talking about that. We're talking about uh, um, um, self-love, that I, that I love who God made. I love that he fearfully and wonderfully made me for a purpose. And you don't go beyond that. Right now, you can love on people, but you know, for a fact, hey, if, if you're trying to make me Jesus to you, if you're trying to make me more to you than I should be to you, then we can't do that. And that's where you put boundaries, strong dove and say, hey, I'm not going to allow the mistreatment of others to allow myself to mistreat others and be emotionally triggered and then closing the shell <clears throat> because you're going to have a husband one day. You're going to have children one day if you don't already have those those individuals in your life. And you're going to you have to make sure that they're not uh, reaping the consequences of somebody else's uh, misuse of you. Hope to help. Uh, uh, and Akosha, please. I hope I, I hope I said your name right. Please forgive me if I didn't. You said, uh, how do you give God the will? And I think that's the question I saw. That calls me to pause. I want to make sure I give clarity. How you give God the will is realizing that you can't drive, number one. Realize that you have to look back and realize, man, I am not a good driver. I, I am the I am the sole reason why I am where I am today. Yes, you've been misused. Yes, you have been abused. Yes, people have done things to you. <clears throat> but you are you're you are not the sum total of what people did to you. You are the sum total of what you do after they did it. You are the sum total of the emotional, mental baggage you continue to carry and not no, not allowing those things to be processed through you. But that's what these type of messages for to help teach you. Uh, how to really process emotional issues. But you give God the will by realizing you're not a good driver and fellowship, making time with him, realizing that he's the best driver, realizing that when you flow with God and follow God and practice, it looks like this. I make time for him. I spend time with him. I, I, um, I, I I get into his word. I acknowledge him more. I, I open my life to him more. I'm willing to allow myself to be changed by him. And then over time, like for me, how I got this job, how I got all these different things in my life, it came from fellowship. And fellowship, you just go with the vibes. You just flow with God. And then things start happening because you are where you should be because you flow in fellowship with him. So you give God the will by number one, realizing you're not a good driver that you never can be a good driver. You are not, you drove yourself here and you see what you've done and you realize, hey, I got to make myself more familiar with the person that's driving me. And number two, in order to engage this journey properly, you got to make sure that you love that, that you don't be that person that talks about, are we there yet? You can't be a person that be like, are we there yet, God? No, you got to be a person that says, however long, 
You don't want to be a person that says how long. And oftentimes we care more about the destination than we do the journey. Sometimes we care too much about about God getting us there by the God instead of the God who is there. And so when you change your mindset into thinking that I'm just thankful that God saved me. I'm so thankful that if God never gave me another dollar, if God ever did anything, I'm glad my soul is safe. And then you'll begin to see yourself gradually pulling the car over at Quick Trip, going there and get your slushy. You know, why God get in the driver's seat, going there and get your slushy, get the, you know, I used to get the um the white cherry. I used to mix the white cherry up with the blue joint. You know what I'm saying? When I back when I was in college, I used to put a little Dr. Pepper action there. Sometimes I used to go down there where the tease was. I was like, oh man, it's for the grown and sexy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going down there with the tease. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I did when I went to a trip. But then, then by the time you come outside, God's in the driver's seat and y'all can keep going. Hi from Belgium. Oh, you felt that. Hey, Josh, can you touch on Hebrews 6? Can you lose your salvation in return? I'll get to that. I've got a video I did. I'm going to do on that to bring clarity because people have been asking me questions. My cousin's in the building. Hey, girl, how you doing? <clears throat> Let's get to it. Unfortunately, many people are not where they should be physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, mentally, etc. They have been influenced to slow down, speed up or take access. They have yet to give God the will. They want God to be the wheels and not have the will. As long as you get me there, God, we straight. God's like, fam, I ain't your, I ain't your genie in the bottle. I ain't your Michelin. God's like, I, I'm, I'm not your Michelin. You know what I'm saying? I didn't make you a Christian to make myself a Michelin. You know what I'm saying? I didn't make you a Christian. I didn't save you for me to be your Michelin. I'm not supposed to be your tires. Okay? I'm supposed to be the I'm supposed to be a person that's behind the steering wheel. Let's keep going. Now, this next point here I put could go, would go, or should go. These were three questions that I posed to my students or talking points. And we talked about the different types of people. Could go. What do you think could go means? I'm looking at the comment section. What kind of person is a could go person? And while y'all posting y'all posts, I can kind of, for time's sake, I can elaborate. A could go person is, I could go there. You know, I could do that. I could go and pursue that career. I could go and make this relationship work. Could go is dangerous because could go implies options. I could go. No, we should go. Where should I be going? Not I could go. Sometimes could can be um, a fear but could go is the confidence. Would go is more of a not confident, but could go is a person that says, I could go that way and I might go. They're thinking about where they could go versus seeking God but where they should go. A would go person is the person that makes excuses. I would go and follow God. I would go do X, Y, and Z, but I would go, but no, we should be like what the word of God says that we're, that I, I what the, let me put up scripture real quick. Where my scripture at? Oh, hold on. There we go. Where it says, I will instruct. Now, let's break this text down since we're here. This is very powerful. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. God took it as his responsibility. He says, I will. He says, I will. Let me be behind the wheel. I will. I will will this with your cooperation, with your love for me, with your understanding of me. I will instruct. I will show you. I will teach you. Not only will I instruct you, like here's the game. See, instruct means here's how. To, here's the game. Here's the game of basketball. I'm gonna watch videos. I'm gonna instruct you on how the game is played. Teach is I'm gonna teach you how to play. 
not only am I going to instruct you on what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a believer, but I'm actually going to teach you how to be a believer. And I will teach you in the way you should go. So you have to understand that along the way you're going to be taught and it's okay not to know everything. Most people want to know the answers to everything, but sometimes the journey is the teacher. Sometimes the journey will teach you along the way. But we want all the answers now versus being close to the answer, capital A. As long as I'm in fellowship with the answer who is God, who, who has greater, and you saw how Google was out of commission today. So you could tell that God, God would never be uh, 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 in error or not available like Google was today. But when you know that you got the answer was God and the, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in you then you would just go with the flow. I don't need to know because I'm in the flow and I'll know when he sees fit. I'll know as I go the way that he is teaching me. That's paramount. And so we have to understand that there is a way I should go. There is a particular way that God wants you to be. There's a particular emotional state that God wants you to be. There's a particular a mental state that he wants you to be. There's a particular place, a spiritual state that he wants you to be. There's a particular financial place he wants you to be. But if you're not willing to adhere to the principles that's in the word of God, that ensures that you're financially stable in a place of leaving generational wealth, that you're in a mental state where you can have sharp clarity of mind to be able to determine uh, uh, what to do within time and that you emotionally at ease, that you're not easily triggered by politics or triggered by uh, um, a doctrine and triggered by uh, X, Y, and Z, and, and that you at a spiritual state where you uh, you can give, you can share the hope that's within you, that you know why you believe who you believe. When all those things are there in place, man, life is just better, fam. And that's just what I've been going through in my life. I'm like, God, I'm going to stay with you because I like, like I do with my nieces and nephew. They know that when uncle goes to the store, they get in the car with them. My sister did the same thing when they was young. My sister, they knew that, oh, if I ride with my uncle, I'm guaranteed Takis and something to drink. I'm guaranteed it. And my uncle, my uncle or my brother, he don't give me a little, them little small bag Takis. My uncle, my uncle or my brother don't they don't give you don't give me no small bag. He gives me two bags. <clears throat> so I know if I'm in the will of God, I'm not doing it to get stuff. I'm doing it because fellowship and because fellowship fruit is birth. Let's keep going. We talked about our main thought is, are you where you should be? That's a question you must ask. There's three questions, three questions in life that are the three main questions. Number one. Do you know the Lord? Do you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? That's the first question. The second question, do you know why you are here? The third question is, do are you where you should be right now? Those are the three main questions that you should ask yourself all the time. And sometimes you got to stop every week and say, am I, am I where I should be right now? Let's keep going. <clears throat> now, uh oh, the scripture. Oh, also Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 is very powerful. It says, look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. These are the wrong times to be going your own way. This is the wrong time um, to not know where you should be. You don't want to be like the five unwise virgins, fam, family. You don't want to be that. You want to be the five wise. The five wise said, hey, man, I have oil. I have just in case oil. See, most people got oil just for the moment. No, I have oil for moments. 
And the oil represents the sustaining of fire. Oil represents the source of flame that, that no matter what, what kind of darkness comes, I will always be lit. You know what I'm saying? I will always be in, I will always have a burning. Right. But but if you just have a limited source of oil and you didn't take advantage of the good times or you didn't take advantage of the time where you could have spent time with God or where you could have been financially frugal, where you could have been mentally uh, um, pruned, that you could have been emotionally stable. Then when the bridegroom comes or when a, the, the night time comes, when the Bible says work while it's day for when night come, no man should work. There's going to come a darkness. It's going to come a presence where you want to really have to say, man, do I have enough oil? But that's why I challenge people every time I talk to them when it comes to this topic. Do you have enough oil? Do you have enough faith? You got to build your faith in tough in good times so that you can have the faith for the tough times. You got to know God. Or you got to be an all weather friend of God. So no matter when the good times occur, you still building your faith. No boxer goes into the gym without sparring. No athlete makes it to any professional um, platform without without practice without going through something. And if you think you can stand in these evil times and stand in these last days and you ain't been in your work any of the previous days, my friend, you ain't going to last any kind of way. You're not going to make it. So right now, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of people whose idols were they everything and this COVID-19 destroyed it. All of a sudden, all your idols have been proven unstable. So what I'm saying is you got to look carefully at how you walk. Am I walking wise or I'm walking unwise? Am I walking wise mentally? Am I walking wise emotionally? Am I walking wise financially? Am I walking wise in every area? Am I like Joseph? Am I able to interpret dreams and know what I need to do during famine? Right? Am I making the best use of my time? Because like I always say, you spill time, L-I-F-E. You spill your time. You spill time spelling life. Let's keep going. Now, what are hindrances to where you should be? What hinders us from being where we should be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, etc.? Number one, self. <laughs> sin. Habitual sin. Sins that we know that we practice habitually, we know is wrong and habitual sin that we practice and we know and we don't know is wrong. That's why it's important to always be in self-examination in accordance to God's word. That's why it's important to be like, hey, I'm going to look at how I'm walking, how I'm walking. Am I walking like Christ will walk right now? Am I really walking wise? Am I walking foolish? What hinders you from where you should be is sin, man. Like, man, we can't win with sin. And you see the the uh, what's what's the word what's the middle letter in the word sin I. And it is what it is. There, you can't put trust in self. So you gotta always look at yourself and say what what sins, what things am I practicing knowingly or unknowingly that could be contributing to me not being where I should be. What are the sins in your life? What are the the, the selfish things in your life that's hindering you from waiting to be spiritually? That's caused you to be emotionally. Sin will cause you to be emotionally stable. Sin is the number one cause doing things that's not according to God's will, not understanding who God is and what he saves you from. is the contributing factor to why you're emotionally stable, mentally confused, spiritually deceived. You see what I'm saying? Financially all over the place. Some level of sin. You can't win with sin. Another hindrance to where you should be as self. They say, you heard the saying that if you could uh, uh, um, uh, arrest the person who caused you the most harm, you will put handcuffs on yourself. I think I made that up, but there's along the lines of that. You can't trust yourself. You can't be a lover of self. 
Self-love and a lover of self is two totally different things. It's okay to love yourself. You love who God, how love how God made you and who he's making you to be so that you can show that love back to him saying, God, because you made me fearfully and wonderfully and that you made me this, I'm going to give you optimum glory. H, hindrances to where we, where hindrances, things that hinders us from being where we should be, false hopes and poor habits, false hopes, false hopes that this job will get me to where I got to go, false hopes in Hollywood, false hopes in, in uh, false hopes in, um, and uh in careers, false hopes in in this company and this job and this way of life, false hopes. This thing will get me to where I gotta go. And God will be my tires. He'll be my mission to get this Christian where where they where he or she wants to be. No, you gotta have your hope in God. Your hope must be in God, fam. Because <clears throat> I'm telling you, these days are evil. These days are beyond evil, and it snuck up on a lot of us. And if your hope is not is in anything in God, you will you will fall prey to the deceptions of the day. Because if God is your hope, if they take your job, cool, you can have my job because God's my source. Oh, you can take anything from me because God is my source. Even if you take my life, cool, fam, absent from the body, it's present with the Lord. So no matter what you take, I'm good. But when your hope is in money and a job, and you got to do this, you're going to lose your job. You'll you'll okay. I'll deny Christ to keep the job. Because money has become your source. But the same God that fed old dude with the ravens, the same God that took care of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the, in the burning, in the, in, the, in the furnace, the same God that kept all these different people, God's miracles are not outdated, fam. <clears throat> They're not outdated. So I'm not worried about famine and pestilence, anything like that. That, 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 that like Paul, or was it Peter, or whoever it was, who got bit by the snake, fam. And they thought that he was a god. It was Paul. Shook that thing off. When you want, when you want an ambassador of the kingdom, you got all types of artillery. You got all types of assistance through his angels and stuff. So you can't put your hope in anything that is that that a storm can mess up. But when your hope is in God, fam, you will give up anything because you know you're still good. Poor habits, poor time management, poor eating habits. Poor habits is what's keeping us from where we should be. You got to look at your eating, your, your, your thought patterns, your thought habits, your eating habits, your, your connection habits. You know what I'm saying? Your spiritual habits, the people that you watch over and over again, spiritual, are they even in tune with the word of God or are they practicing preaching false doctrine? You got to make sure that you're not allowing poor habits and false hopes to hinder you from where you should be. Oh, others, we allow other people's opinions to affect us, causing us to slow down. All right, God, I'll catch up. I'll try to catch up with you. Or speed up, God, you going too slow. I'm going faster, fam. Or to take this exit. Oh, let's go to these uh, um, um, these fun places. You know, when them little signs that you see before the exit, <clears throat> that on this exit, there's these uh, 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 accommodations. There's these, uh, um, what's the A word? Um, uh, uh, just different things you can enjoy. Attractions, Yeah. You got to say, now nah, I got my I got my mind focused. I got my GPS, the Holy Spirit guiding me, telling me that we're 50 so miles away, 60 miles away. I can't afford to take this exit right now. You can't allow other people to cause you uh, to not be where you should be. And who are those people? Mark those people. Who are these people that's affecting me mentally, spiritually, emotionally? And you got to ask yourself, what is the root reason of why I'm still even connected to this person? Weird is not the person per se. It's the reason why. It's the abandonment, the abuse that may have occurred when we were younger or may have occurred recently that's causing us to attach ourselves to others and their opinions. Let's keep going. You, lack of understanding. 
Lack of understanding is what's keeping us from where keeping us from being where we should be. Do you fully understand? Can you properly stand under the things that you boast? See, knowledge is not that heavy. Knowledge is not that heavy. You can know certain things, but application is heavy. Application gives you the strength to be able to stand under what you boast of, to stand under the responsibility of. That's what understanding is, that if I, I understand God, I understand Christianity enough to stand boldly up under that banner. I'll stand boldly under the banner of Christ because I know that he's real. I know who he is, who he says he is. Also, I've, 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 when it comes to any other thing, when it comes to understanding, I seek understanding about marriage over. I seek understanding. God, give me understanding so I can be strong enough to stand under marriage. I can stand under ministry because I'm seeking understanding. I know this thing enough. I know this thing well enough. I'm seeking understanding this thing thoroughly enough where I can stand boldly up under its banner and that I'm strong enough to hold it up for its full duration because because of my application, me applying the word, I have now bear the fruit and the strength. You know what I'm saying? I got you, Isaiah. I'll post this. This will automatically post after I'm done. So this will be available to you. But that's what uh, that's what understanding is. L. Hindrances to where you should be lust, the overbearing desire of a thing. That's what lust is. Most people put lust in the in the intimacy part, but lust is just the overbearing desire. Another word for lust is greed. Lust is the overbearing desire for something. So that's what hinders us. I want this thing more than I should. I want this thing more than, than God himself. That's lust. You got to ask yourself, why? Why do you want this thing more than God? Because I promise you, no matter what you lust for, when you get it, you won't, you won't, you won't, um, you won't be legit enough with it to be able to keep it. D, hindrances to where you should be, distractions and demonic influences slash devices. Distractions. A distraction is anything you put above something that's more important. That's what distraction is. But that's what hinders us. Laziness. La- a distraction. People who are easy distracted are lazy people because they don't have enough discipline to say, you know what? Uh, they don't have enough forth- forethought to be able to say, hey, man, it's just not worth my time or energy. Distractions and demonic influences. Right now, what are you listening to? What music are you listening to? And a lot of people talk about this. A lot of people boast that there's nothing wrong with listening to certain music and there's nothing wrong. Let's take the word secular out of it. Let's talk about something satanic because secular and sacred people be like, well, Chris, all this stuff is secular. But the thing is, is it demonic? Is it satanic? Is it is it in correspondence to God's word? And most people are giving clearances to people who are babes and babes. When you give a babe something mature, they'll treat it like a baby would. And so they'll misuse it and abuse it. But demonic influences, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What's influencing your way of thought? What is subconsciously, subtly coming into your life, affecting the way you move, demonically engineered and science and demonically uh, orchestrated for your destruction? And the Bible says, do not be ignorant of Satan's devices. What are those demonic influence and devices that's affecting you right now? Last slide, and I got to go. How to get to where you should be. How to get to where you should be. How do I get to a place where I'm where I should be? Number one, S, self-examine your entire life and surrender it to God. I often, if not multiple times a week, if definitely once a week, I self-examine where I'm at. Where am I at? Oh wow. Okay, this is where I'm at. What were the what are the contributing factors to this? How much did I rely on God in this? 
And don't please don't understand. I'm not saying to say I'm an expert at this. I, 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 I've done these stuff enough to where I've seen the fruit of where I should be. But this ain't nothing to boast about. It's something that I that I, I, I coast about that I coast with him. I'm, I'm riding with him because I don't because any season can mess you up. And that's why you got to set at least sometimes for me it's Sunday night. Uh, um, sometimes it's Friday evening where I assess my week and self-examine. Josh, where are you? What are your vital signs? Are you healthy? You know what I'm saying? Where are you? You got to self-examine your entire life, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, entire life, self-examine, audit it, examine it, see where the enemy's trying to creep in, see where there's laziness or lack of discipline. (laughs) I'm spitting bars today. And then you got to intentionally surrender your whole life to God. Say, God, I don't want to drive no more, fam. I'm not a good driver. But because you drove whatever few miles you think you good, you can't trust you, fam. You got to self-examine your life daily. Am I where I should be? And if I'm not where I should be, I'm going to be strategic. I'm going to be intentional on getting there. But it starts with self-examination because the goodness of God will open your life up and say, Fam, come on, man. This, this is too good for you to be living like that, fam. Self-examine your entire life, not a part of your life, your entire life. Am I lazy? Am I? Do I have bad money management? Do I? Am I emotionally eating and why? Um, have I forgiven my mom or dad? Have I forgiven that abuser? Have I? Have I? Did I forgive that user? You know, say, have I forgiven myself? Self-examine yourself and seek healing. That's the, another another S I forgot to put in there. Seek healing. Surrendering your life to God. H, you got to honor God everywhere and in everything. That like you, you, you can't be where you. It's impossible to be where you should be with dishonoring your heart. You got to honor God. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. You notice it didn't say the love of God. It didn't say the grace of God. It says the fear of God. Don't get me wrong. The grace and love is what awaken you to fear God. But some of us, we have been taught the extremes of grace, the extremes of love, the extremes of mercy that we forgot about why we should reverence him, why we should honor him. Is You're not going to be where you should be in your, also another word, relationally. You're not going to be where you need to be in your relationships, friendships, familyships, and relationships. You're not going to be where you need to be relationally, financially, spiritually, mentally, if you don't honor God. You got to honor God everywhere, like right now, like like people, it's, it's easy to be faithful when you're in front of your wife. It's easy to be faithful when you're in front of your husband. Faithfulness and commitment is not measured when you face to face with the thing that you have articulated commitment to. Commitment is proven when those things and people are not around. That's when commitment is proven. That's when commitment is proven. But since we have forgotten that God is omnipresent, we'll 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 change up and act better in front of these people, but sin ultimately before God. We gotta honor him everywhere if we want to be where we should be financially, relationally, mentally, spiritually, etc. We gotta honor him, fam. We gotta honor his omnipotence. His, <clears throat> yeah, that too. We gotta honor his omnipresence, omniscient. We gotta honor that. And say, God, fam, I respect that about you. I ain't playing with you, fam. Yes, you love me. Yes, you care for me. But you gonna, but you're, but you're not a, a pushover. God ain't no pushover, fam. God ain't someone that you just be treating like he's th- that good friend. Because none of us are good at being friends. And so, if we're not good in our own friendships, what makes we think that we're gonna be good in our friendship with God? So we gotta have reverence that allows our friendship and love for Him to be genuine and reverential. Honor God everywhere. God, you see everything. 
People act like Christians ain't going to be judged, fam. We're going to be judged about what we have done in this body. We're going to be judged how we built on Christ in this life. So don't act, yeah, you ain't going to hell. Cool. That's great. But you know what could be as worse? Than, you know what could be as just as bad as hell? Nah, not as bad as hell, fam. But what is bad, though, is realizing that you didn't really build anything with your salvation. <clears throat> you didn't build anything in your hope and trust in God. We got to honor God everywhere if we want to be where we should be in life, fam, period. And that's, we talking to everybody. This is something that God, and teachers got to understand, you got to chew before you feed. You got to taste before you feed others. This is for me too. And you got to honor him in everything. I, I honor him in my marriage. I honor him in my ministry. Not only do I honor him everywhere, but I honor him in everything I'm in. But the reason why we don't want to honor God every in everything that we do is because we want to do what we want to do, fam. And then we make God our Michelin tires. We make God that stuff. And then we'll be like, oh, God loves me so that I could go sin and do what I want to do. Come on, man. The Bible says, shall we continue in sin that grace abounds? The word of God says, God forbid. Oh, you have to organize your life and omit what needs to be omitted. Delete is what another word. I had to look for old word to mention delete. Organize your life. Sit down and slow your life down and say, am I organized? Is my life organized? Is my life in order? God does things in decency and in order. You have to say, God, show me how to order my life, organize my life. Because these loose strands, these little foxes, it's what's spoiling my life. You got to organize your life and omit what needs to be omitted. I got to delete this. I got to delete you out of my life, fam. We got to get you. We got to omit you. We gone, fam. I got to cut things off. So that my life can be more structured and more organized so I can get to where I need to be. If you want to have a fit body, you got to get in the gym. If you want a strong mind, you got to get in the word allowed to renew you. If you want to be stable emotionally, you got to cut off these things that you're emotionally attached to. If you want to be financially stable to the point to where you can pass down generational wealth, you got to make sure that you are good. You have financial that you are understand the financial that you are financially literate. And that you understand um, the importance of passing down generational wealth. There's certain disciplines you just got to do if you want to be where you need to be. And you got to cut out some things. You're like, man, I just can't live. I got to omit this. I got to delete this out of my life now. I got to delete this relationship. I got to delete this friendship. I got to delete this. Oh, I got to delete, delete, delete. So I can complete, complete, complete. <laughs> That's powerful. I must delete, delete, delete so I can complete, complete, complete. Also, you got to be optimistic. I, I will get there. I will be where I should be by the help of the Holy Ghost. I will be there. You, you got to seek understanding. Like we talked about that before. You got to seek understanding. Always be a, 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 a pursuer of truth. God, I don't just want to stand under that. I want to understand that. I want to be able to, 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 to be who I need to be for the whole duration of my life. I'm going to seek Every day I'm seeking us to, I'm, I, I will be married 50 something years. That's my goal. Be married 50 or 60. I ain't trying to be about 85, man. I'm like, bro, we out, you know what I'm saying? But being married 50 years, fam, I'm going to, I'm like with God, I'm never stop seeking understanding. You will never fully understand anything, but I'm glad that I'm under the one that can stand in anything. And if I'm up under him, I will, in this due season, I will fully understand what I need. I will understand more and more and by and by the things I need to understand. L, you got to learn from your mistakes and the mistakes of others. You got to learn. 
You can't sit there and 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 uh, greet. Not, um, you can't sit there and um and uh and pout and complain. Well, and make excuses. Uh, you gotta learn from your mistakes so that you can become a person that doesn't like. Learn from the mistakes you've made so that you won't make new mistakes and then be a person that learns through the mistakes of others. They say a smart person learns from their own mistakes. That's a smart person. But a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. That's where you want to be. You want to be a person that learns from the mistakes of others. You learn from the mistakes you made, but don't make that many from stupidity. You're going to make mistakes, but make mistakes because of learning. Not because of yearning. Make mistakes because you're 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 in a process of learning. You're in trial and error. You're learning, so you made mistakes in, and we're not talking about major mistakes. We're talking about you made mistakes uh, in in producing something, but you made mistakes while learning and not yearning. Yearning means that I want this so bad, and I'm making dumb mistakes because I yearn for a man, or you, I learn yearn for a woman, or I yearn for money, or I yearn and desire. You don't want to make those kind of mistakes from yearning. You want to make mistakes from learning. Okay. Last but not least, <clears throat> discipline and defend your life. How to get to where you should be? Discipline your life. You don't grow from desires. You grow from discipline. It's that simple. What do you What do you need to do every day to be where you should be? What are the disciplines of a person that, that is where God wants them to be? First, you got to know what God wants you to do. You got to know your purpose. You got to know why you're here, man, so that you could discipline your life in accordance. Last night, you got to defend your life. Defend it. I heard a person say, man, if you if you can put yourself out of business, nobody else can. What that means is if you can look at your business, look at your life and say, OK, I'm vulnerable here. And if, if, if how, how could I put myself out of business? Because when you think of that way, you look at all the vulnerable points of your life. Wow. This how to end. Oh, this is how I really could be messed up. Ooh, let me go ahead and breach this now. <clears throat> let me go ahead and build bigger and stronger walls now in these weak areas so that the enemy can't even devise a plan. He may be able to form the weapons. Uh, he may be able to uh, um, form them, but they won't prosper. But weapons prosper if we're not fully if we're not fully defended. So I pray this message was a blessing to you all. I pray that y'all got something out of it. I pray um, that we continue to stay in the presence of God and desire to be where he is so that we can be who we need to be, um, to be the beacons of light and the, and the Lowry salt that we need to be to, to keep us uh, things exposed and, and also to keep things preserved. Where should you be right now? Think about it. Take some time to process a day. I love y'all. Hope you have a blessed day. Make sure y'all check out my website, IamUnplugged.com. Let me post that right now. Go to IamUnplugged.com. There you can get books. You can get card games. You can, uh, uh, if you feel led to give, to support what I do. Um, we got some great prizes coming up. <clears throat> and, and all those who's been supporting financially, man, God, I'm telling you, is my witness. I thank you. Uh, because of your support, we're able to do a lot more. Um, especially with our mentoring program, because there's a lot of things that I'm doing, even in new school I'm at now, um, and helping uh, middle school and high school students find their purpose and investing in their purpose and all those things. And that takes resources, it takes help. And so I appreciate all y'all support. So go to my website right now, uh, books, card games, courses, um, uh, podcasts, all that good stuff on my website. I am a plug. Make sure you check out my newest book, Counterfeit or Counterpart. 
how to how to continuously discern the will of God for your life. That book's available right now. I think that's it. Let me see who's all here. Thank you, sir. You're so welcome. God bless you. Have a good day, everyone. Love y'all. Be blessed, everyone. Thank you, coach. You're so welcome, coach. Well, coach loves y'all too. Love y'all. Love y'all. This message is very helpful. It's exactly what I need. God gets the glory. You're so welcome. God bless you, Renata. Divine. Oh, y'all. Okay. All right. Cool. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Uh, and this video will be available soon. It will be available right after this. So enjoy if you didn't get everything you need. Love you too. Y'all be blessed. Peace.